approaching me? I don't know who you supposed to be. So contemplate that before approaching me. Hey, fool, run that shit the fuck back, man. Get it like a man like my uncles and Foxwood if they had the 
they did it Just couldn't advance Damn all I can be I am more than a man Y'all don't understand Gotta get the cheese Like a multiple choice question And all I see is me Father told me long ago Ain't nothing free So I was off of that cheese Like a new year's Everyone be crucial I can never break You will never see me do so Resolution I will always be on top Like revolution Got the life Cause I'ma shine bright Pump the music baby It's a revolution Feel the music baby It's a resolution Pump the music baby It's a revolution Rain in the windshield The wiper blades Got me dazing off In outer space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and play dudes Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shot shoes Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos so are much better than you My flow is clever, five, so I can never lose And you know it won't stop Till a brother talking shop In an office with a view And a 30-story drop And a pretty girl or two Saying, man, we take your shoes Clever, welcome to the top Cause I need that grave in Checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home This DJ Foo, Candy Music Quick Hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Foo Hit clever, hit clever. Shout out to my nigga Jay, facility studio. My nigga Lucy Lou. Young money, cash money. Y'all niggas don't even know, man. I make moves, man. Ha. Catch you when I poop through to a stage near you. If not, grab two and go. 
All right, peace to the gods, peace to the gods, peace to the gods. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, So L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. And, um, you know, I'm glad to be with you once again. You know, and one, you know, want to say welcome to the foundation where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to correctly apply correct information. Definitely want to start off by saying all praises, thanks and honors due to the creator and the ancestors. I want to say peace and big up. To Big Brother Yusuf L, HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com Creator, High Frequency Radio Network, Extraordinaire, he owns the intellectual property, you know, overall good guy, very, very smart, smart man, you know, probably one of the smartest brothers I've ever met in my life, you know, so big peace, peace to Yusuf L, definitely. Welcome to the foundation.com just like it sounds welcome to the foundation.com definitely want to sign up for the email list you can find the Facebook page the Instagram page the Twitter page you can make a donation as well as book a consultation you can you can uh, also find the PDF section. You know, if y'all know me, you know I'm always I'm always pushing the PDF section. So um, y'all definitely check out the PDF section. Get you get your you learn on for free. And you know that's you can do all that at welcometothefoundation.com. I want to say peace to the trustees as well as all those making in um, striving and making investments in their private education definitely want to say peace I do want to say um, the brother Teron is supposed to be on he's back by popular demand um, he may not make it honestly um, he's having some 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 issues with his uh, automobile um, but you know definitely going to check the caller to queue and you know see if he's able to you know jump in but you know he may not make it. Oh, he I thought I just saw his number. All right, moving forward, I want to say peace to anyone that I've done business with in the private, anyone who's sent an email or well wishes or current event or anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. Definitely said definitely definitely want to say peace to all the people. Man, I could have swore I just saw his number. Okay, looks like he's back. But yeah, um, I'm going to jump into these um, current events real quick. And, um, you know, we're going to get moving. It's crazy out here today. Uh, And I'm going to go pretty fast, but there's a lot of stuff going on. So starting off with Reuters, Fed sees no rate hikes in 2019. Sets end to asset runoff. Us in the private, we knew this was coming. We knew that the Fed couldn't sustain these continued interest rate hikes. It was impossible. They weren't going to be able to do it. 
But the U.S. Federal Reserve said today they were bringing an end to the three-year drive to tighten the monetary policy, abandoning projections for any interest rate hikes this year amid signs of economic slowdown and saying it would halt the steady decline of its balance sheet in September. It's just not working. It's not working out. It's not going to work out. And, you know, there was a they were going to raise it four more times, maybe even five to six more times. But the markets just said no. And the fact that they're backpedaling is having drastic implications across the board, beginning with banks stifling Wall Street rally following the dovish Fed statement. This is on Reuters. Once again, the S&P 500 and the Dow ended lower today as interest rate sensitive financial stocks dragged down the indexes after the U.S. Federal Reserve affirmed a dovish monetary policy stance. While all three major stock indices briefly reversed earlier losses following the Fed statement, only the NASDAQ ended the session in positive territory. So I can check that out on Reuters. Bank stifle Wall Street rally following a dovish Fed statement. Next up, going to Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Bloomberg says... The Treasury yields fall to lowest in more than a year. It's on Bloomberg. Treasury yields fall to lowest in more than a year. Treasury surged, driving 10-year yields to the lowest level since January 2018 as Federal Reserve officials wiped out interest rate hikes from their median projection for this year and said they'd stop shrinking the central bank's balance sheet in about six months the 10-year treasury yield slid as low as about 2.52 percent today around nine basis points below tuesday's close so it dropped nine points that's just really what they're saying happened and that's on bloomberg treasury yields fall to the lowest in more than a year I know I might, it might seem like I'm going a little quick, but, you know, I definitely wanted to get to this, you know, not only the show, but as well as, you know, get get to the guests. But we got, we got plenty of more current events coming. Plenty more. Starting with, I mean, continuing on with CNBC. CNBC. Dow drops more than 100 points. And there, here we go. Here we're going to start getting into this. Led by banks. After the Fed signals no rate hikes this year. This is on CNBC. Let me get into this. The Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 closed lower today after the Federal Reserve's large, uh, latest monetary policy announcement dragged Treasury yields lower, pushing bank shares down. Goldman Sachs led the 30 stock Dow to end the day down over 140 points. The Fed forecast no rate hikes in 2019, and that is down from two hikes forecast earlier. The central bank also indicated it intends to end 
the reduction of its massive $4.2 trillion balance sheet by September. However, the Fed also trimmed its economic growth forecast for 2019. So, I mean, not only did they say they're not, they're not raising any uh, interest rates anymore, they also reported lower numbers of economic growth for this year. Stocks initially rallied off their lows of the day on the announcement as traders cheered a more accommodative policy stance from the Fed, which is typically supportive of equity prices. Expectations were to remove one dot from the dot plot and to have some description of when the balance sheet runoff would conclude. This is Art Hogan, chief market strategist at National Securities. He would continued on to say this actually exceeds expectations. End quote. However, the Fed's announcement also dragged down yields, which in turn knocked bank stocks lower. The benchmark 10-year rate falling to its lowest level in a year. The two-year yield also, also dropped to 2.4%. Bank stocks fell broadly along with rates. The market might be pricing in more than a cut through the next year. It feels like they're done, is what he's saying. And I'm, you know, I'm sure he's speaking and indicating to the fact of, of them raising interest rates. And now, you know, he's saying that the market is more than likely already pricing in more than just a rate cut this year. So as far as people who are in the markets and know what they're doing and know what they're talking about with these markets, they're already pricing in a rate cut. They're going to drop rates within the next few months is what is being indicated. And that is going to seriously indicate, you know, a turndown in the, in the United States economy, which I believe is being downplayed heavily at this moment, downplayed heavily. Uh, CNBC 10-year Treasury yield dives to the lowest in a year after the Fed says no more rate hikes. This is along the same lines. Uh, CNBC, the yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note dove to its lowest level since January 2018. After the Federal Reserve said it's no longer likely that it will hike any interest rates again this year. Uh, the yield on the benchmark treasury note sank eight basis points to 2.528%, while the yield on the, yield on the five-year treasury bond dove 10 basis points. Yipes. I mean, the other, the other one used the word surge, the other article. I, I'm not feeling with that. That was CNBC. Back to Reuters. U.S. farmers faced devastation following Midwest floods. Winslow, Nebraska, out of Chicago. This is Reuters. Midwestern farmers have been gambling they could ride out the U.S.-China trade war by storing their corn and soybeans anywhere they could, in bins, plastic tubs, and barns, or even outside. Now, the unthinkable has happened. Record floods have devastated a wide swath of the farm belt across Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, and several other states. Early estimates of lost crops and livestock are approaching $1 billion in Nebraska alone. With more flooding expected, damages are expected to climb much higher for the region. 
as river levels rose, spilling over levees and swallowing up townships. Farmers watched helplessly as the waters consumed not only their fields, but their stockpiles of grain. The one thing that can stand between them and financial ruin. I've, I've never seen anything like this in my life. This is Tom Geisler, a farmer, a farmer in Winslow, Nebraska, who said he lost two full storage bins of corn. Now, I'm estimating that these full storage bins are pretty large in the scope of, you know, how farmers store grain. So I'm not thinking of a storage bin that you can just, you know, put some books and a couple, you know, clothes and maybe a few blankets in there and then just put it in your closet. You know, these storage bins are very, very large. You know, some of them are the size of, you know, half a football field or even larger. So two storage bins, that's crazy. We had been depending on the income from our livestock, but now all of our feed is gone. So that is going to be even more difficult. We haven't been making any money from our grain farming because of trade issues and low prices. The pain does not end there. As the waters began to recede in parts of Nebraska, the damage to the rural roads, bridges, and rail lines was just beginning to emerge. This infrastructure is critical for the U.S. agricultural sector to move products from farms to processing plants and shipping hubs. The damage to roads means it will be harder for trucks to deliver seed to farmers for the coming planting season. But in some areas, the flooding of fields will render them all but impossible to use. Heads up, y'all. The damage to roads means it will be harder for trucks to... Ooh, I already said that one. The deluge is the latest blow for the farm belt, which has faced several crises in the last five years as farm incomes have fallen by more than 50% due to a global grain glut. President Donald Trump's trade policies cut off exports of soybeans and other products, making the situation worse. Soybeans were the single most valuable U.S. agricultural export crop, and until the trade war, China bought $12 billion worth of soybeans a year from American farmers. But Chinese tariffs have almost halted the trade, leaving the farmers with crops they are struggling to sell for a profit. As prices plummeted, and then I'm going to move on. As prices plummeted last year amid the ongoing trade fight, growers faced with selling crops at a loss stuffed a historic volume of grain into winding plastic tubes and steel bins. Some cash-strapped families piled crops inside their barns or outside on the ground. Farmers say they are now finding storage bags torn and bins burst open grain washed away or contaminated. Jeff Jorgensen, a farmer and regional director for the Iowa Soybean Association, said he has seen at least a dozen bins that burst after grain swelled when they became wet. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration policy floods, I'm sorry, under U.S. Food and Drug Administration policy, flood soaked grain is considered unadulterated and must be I'm sorry, is considered adulterated. It must be destroyed, according to Iowa State University. 
Some farmers have been waiting for corn prices to rise just 10 cents a bushel more before making sales, which would earn them a few extra thousand dollars, Jorgensen said. That's the toughest pill to swallow, Jorgensen said. This could end the career of farming and the legacy of the family farm. I think, you know, that's a significant article. We need to pay attention to these things, even if it's not in our own backyards. You know, uh, there's a lot of agriculture that happens within the United States that uh, it's very dependent on, you know, proper conditions and stuff and world dependent. The The world depends on the agriculture of the United States as well as, you know, a lot of the people in the United States. So this is going to have an effect on prices of food. This is going to have an effect on prices of cereal. And the first thing I want you all to look for is not prices of grains and cereal and and crackers and cookies and all this stuff going up. I want you to look for the weight of these packages to start going down first, because that's what happens when you start hitting the economic recession. When you start hitting the economic downturn, the same amount of money does not get you the same weight of product. All right, moving forward. Uh, let me see. I got about I got about four more articles. So this should be about, you know, another mm, I would say another five, ten minutes. Venezuelan crude shipments to the US grind to a halt. This is on Bloomberg. Venezuela's exports to the United States hit zero last week after American sanctions on PDVSA. American refiners took no crude from the Latin American country for the first time in government data going back to 2010. Shipments have been on a steady downtrend since late January when the Trump administration announced new sanctions on Venezuela's state oil company. That extended a broader slide due to Venezuela's struggles struggles to maintain production. American refiners looking to replace the lost Venezuelan heavy high sulfur oil aren't likely to find any solace from OPEC. This week, the cartel and its allies indicated their commitment to keep its latest production cuts in light of high global inventories. Canada's Alberta province is relaxing curtailments. But full pipelines remain a hurdle for shippers wanting to move additional barrels south. Nonetheless, more Canadian oil is heading for U.S. buyers, according to data from the Energy Information Administration. Significant. All this stuff is significant. This was, this was, they even said it was really good oil. High sulfur. It was great oil. Now we're going to get that janky oil from up north. CNBC, Brexit drags European markets lower. Bayer shares tumble, sterling flips. And that's the currency over in England, Europe, you know, uh, Britain. That's the sterling. European stocks were lower today as investors awaited a policy decision by the U.S. Federal Reserve and the U.K. officially requested a delay to its departure from the European Union. The pan-European stocks 600 closed down almost 1% with all sectors and major bourses in negative ter- territory. I don't know what a bourse is. B-O-U-R-S-E. I don't know. 
Europe's auto stocks led the losses down almost 2.3%. Amid media reports of U.S. concerns that China is pushing back against American demands in trade talks. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer, a Treasury Secretary and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, both plan to travel to Beijing next week for another round of negotiations with Chinese Vice uh, Premier Lu He. The Wall Street Journal reported yesterday or Tuesday, citing unnamed Trump administration officials. The world's two largest economies have imposed tariffs on billions of dollars worth of one another's goods over the past uh, over the past year, battering financial markets and souring business and consumer sentiment. Looking at individual stocks, Germany's Bayer tumbled to the bottom of the European benchmark after a second U.S. jury found the company's Roundup weed killer was a substantial factor in causing a man's cancer. Shares of the pharmaceutical group fell more than 9% on the news. Sticking with Germany, shares of BMW slipped almost 5%. It comes after the Mnuchin-based car maker, I'm sorry, the Munich-based car maker announced it expects pre-tax profit to fall by over 10% in 2019. BMW also launched a sweeping 12 billion euro cost savings and efficiency plan to help offset higher tech investment and currency costs. Huh. Bottom line is worldwide. CNBC, Palladium scales, new peak, gold up as Fed leaves rate steady. Y'all see what's happening as these currencies go down, the, pre- the real money goes up. Palladium hit an all-time high day. Concerns over tight supplies of the auto catalyst metal while gold reversed course to rise after the u.s federal reserve kept interest rates unchanged palladium is extensively used in the making of catalytic converters in vehicles and has benefit benefited from a switch away from diesel engines and demand for hybrid electric vehicles europe came up with stringent environmental demand and environmental initiatives while we have supply issues from south africa and russia this is EI Tesfaye, 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 Senior Market Strategist for Brokerage RJO Futures in Chicago. There is now talk about using substitutes such as platinum, which has come up higher as palladium gets more and more expensive. A possible temporary export ban on precious metal scrap from Russia and hopes of Economic stimulus from China rubbing off on industrial metal has helped lift prices. This year alone, spot prices have jumped over 26%. Mm, I'm going to tell you the the, the illest moving precious metal right now that's been going on, and they're not even talking about it, is rhodium. Y'all can look at it. Rhodium, R-H-O-D-I-U-M. I mean, that thing's been moving, and if I'm about to get out, because you know, obviously I'm in. I'm about to. Well, nah, I'm not going to get out. I'm going to take some profits. How about that? If it goes up another seven hundred dollars, I can make a move to where. When I when I first got my hands on some rhodium, I think it was seven hundred dollars. And if it gets up to like thirty eight hundred, thirty nine hundred, I'm about to take some profits, man. And my profits are because I do, uh, I trade 
precious metals. So what I'm going to do, instead of like pulling out and getting Federal Reserve notes or some sort of cash, I'm going to exchange some rhodium for gold. That's what I'm going to do. And I got, it was $700 an ounce. And when it goes up to my target, I'm going to be able to get three ounces of gold for one ounce of rhodium. Which means I'm going to be able to get three ounces of gold for $700 that I put in like two years ago. Think about it. Think about it. Real money is real money. Dollar slammed by dovish Fed. Pound remains weak. This is CNBC. The U.S. dollar fell sharply against a basket of major currencies today after the Federal Reserve held U.S. interest rates steady and its policymakers abandoned projections for further rate hikes this year as the central bank flagged an expected slowdown in the economy. They, the Federal these. They're telling you this stuff's about to get real. In a major shift in its perspective, the Fed also now expects to raise borrowing costs only once more through 2021 and no longer anticipates the need to guard against inflation with restrictive monetary policy. The dollar index, which measures the greenback against six major currencies, fell its lowest since, to its lowest since February 4th. Against the yen, the dollar was down more than half a percent on pace for the worst day in more than two months. The dollar has come under pressure against a large number of currencies around the world. This is Chuck Tomes, Associate Portfolio Manager at Manulife Asset Management in Boston. He continues, overall, it seems the Fed was able to solidify their dovish view as there are no rate hikes priced in for this year. And only one rate hike for 2020. That was more dovish than people were expecting at the margin, even though the market was looking for a dovish Fed today. After after a two-day policy meeting that sealed the switch to a less aggressive posture, the Fed also said it would slow the monthly reduction of its holdings of Treasury bonds from up to $30 billion to up to $15 billion beginning in May. The fact that they've announced... Balance sheet runoff ending, I think, is certainly quite dovish as well. This is, wow, look at his name. Genady, Genady Goldberg, interest rate strategist at TD Securities in New York. I can check that out. CNBC, dollar slammed by dovish Fed. Pound remains weak. All right, let's get, let's get this over with. I'm trying to get to these current events. I know it's a lot, y'all. I appreciate y'all sticking with me. Um, pre- you know, welcome to the foundation. We got Teron L coming on um, in just a couple, just a couple minutes. We're gonna get him on here. But you know, you know, I got to bring y'all the news. I got to keep y'all informed, keep you up to date. They they put a lot of information, a lot of news out there. And what I do is, you know, um, I go through all the news that I think is pertinent, and I bring it to you. Right here on the foundation. Jumping back in to Reuters. Trump says tariffs on Chinese goods may stay for, quote, a substantial period, end quote. U.S. President Donald Trump warned today that the United States may leave tariffs on Chinese goods for a substantial period to ensure that Beijing complies with any trade agreement. The stance could complicate U.S. trade talks with China set to resume next week as Chinese officials have been pressing 
for a full lifting of U.S. tariffs as part of any deal people familiar with the talks have said. Trump said his top negotiators, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, would leave for Beijing this weekend, confirming plans for talks next week, disclosed on Tuesday by an administrative official. The face-to-face talks will be the first since Trump delayed a March 1 deadline to avert a rise in tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese imports to 25% from a current 10%. The deal is coming along nicely, Trump said to reporters at the White House, adding that the China trip was intended to further the deal. But when asked about lifting U.S. tariffs on Chinese goods, Trump said, quote, we're not talking about removing them. We're talking about leaving them for a substantial period of time because we have to make sure that if we do the deal, China lives by it. Trump did not elaborate on his plans for the tariffs. His negotiators have demanded that China agree to an enforcement mechanism to ensure that Beijing follows through on any reform pledges in any deal. Washington is demanding that China end practices it says force the transfer of American check sorry, the transfer of American technology to Chinese companies, improve access for American companies to China's markets, and curb industrial subsidies. Uh, that's enough for that one. I'm going to move on to the next one. Y'all can check that out on your own if you'd like. Moving forward, Reuters Citigroup to sell Venezuelan gold and setback to President Maduro. Let's think about this for a second. Venezuela, the country, has their gold on deposit in different countries. You know, more specifically, I know I know it's in London. So they got their gold on deposit in London. You know, I don't know if you're keeping up with Venezuela, but there's this, you know, there's this there was an election that was held and the the president the current president of Venezuela is saying that he won and one of the or the guy that was running against the current president said that he won. And you know, the European countries are really backing uh the new guy and the old guy was, you know, hit up the you know, London Hit up the banks and was like, you know, let us get our gold back. We want our gold back. And they said no. Think about that for a second. You're trying to get your bread back and the bank says no. It's your bread, but they won't give it back to you. Y'all hear about this? I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm having an issue with a mic. <clears throat> it's ridiculous, though. You know, um, they can't. They won't give the gold back to Venezuela. So, Citigroup to sell Venezuelan gold in a setback to President Maduro. And M- Maduro, I think he's the he's the he's not the new guy. He's the old guy. He's the old president. This is coming out of Caracas. 
Citigroup Incorporated plans to sell several tons of gold placed as collateral by, by Venezuela's central bank on a $1.6 billion loan after the deadline for repurchasing them expired this month. A setback for President Nicolas Maduro's efforts to hold on to the country's fast-shrinking reserves. Man, they won't give it back to you. They're going to sell it. Mm. Maduro's government has since 2014 used financial operations known as gold swaps to use its international reserves to gain access to cash after a slump in oil revenues left it struggling to obtain hard currency. In the past two years, however, it has struggled to recover its collateral. Under the terms of the 2015 deal with Citigroup Citibank, Venezuela was due to repay $1.1 billion of the loan on March 11th, according to four sources familiar with the situation. The remainder of the loan comes due next year. Citibank plans to sell the gold held as a guarantee, which has a market value of roughly $1.358 billion to recover the first tranche of the loan and will deposit the excess of the roughly $258 million in a bank account in New York. Man, we just going to, ooh, ooh, the ability of Maduro's government to repay the loans have been complicated by the South American country's dire economic situation, as well as financial sanctions imposed by the United States and some European nations. Most Western nations say that Maduro's re-election to a six-year term last year was marred by fraud and have recognized opposition leader Juan Guaido as Venezuela's legitimate president. Guaido invoked Venezuela's constitution to announce an interim presidency in January. However, Maduro retains control over state institution in Venezuela and has the support of the powerful military. He has branded Guaido a U.S. puppet. With Washington's support, Guaido's team has taken control of state oil company PDVSA and the U.S. refining subsidiary, but its attempt to negotiate a 120-day extension of the repurchase deadline for the collateral was unsuccessful. Citibank was told that there was a force majeure event in Venezuela, so the grace period was unnecessary, but they did not grant it. I mean, the grace period was necessary, but they did not grant it. This is one of the sources who belongs to Guaido's team. A Venezuelan government source familiar with the matter confirmed that the country's central bank did not transfer the money to Citibank this month. If you want to get into the global market, you know, your citizens demand access to technology and, you know, all these things that they see on TV and movies that they're getting from, you know, different countries, most most importantly, the United States. So, you know, to appease your country and stay in power, you get into, you know, the international system of commerce. And in order to do that, you got to go to the IMF and you got to put a, you got to put gold on deposit. And that gives you access to currencies and it gives you access to, you know, the SWIFT system of payments. And it pretty much puts you on the map as far as, you know, you're in the game now. You're in the world economy now. He set up contracts. You know, these different countries will buy your oil at this price. You know, we'll buy these, uh, 
mercantiles, these different goods from your country moving forward. But you got to go along with the agenda. And if you don't step lockstep with the agenda, we're going to shut you down. How are we going to shut you down? Well, in order to get access to currency, United States dollars, euros, so on and so forth, that allow you to grab um, certain you know, goods and mostly just goods that you can import into your country, you got to put on deposit gold. And when they give you the currency, you got to pay interest on the currency, hands down. So if you don't step lockstep with, with what they're talking about, what this cartel is talking about as a country, they're going to start shutting down your international contracts. They're going to push sanctions on you. Different countries that can't buy from you no more. So the money that you got dependent on, or your country got dependent on, the quality of life that you, your people got dependent on over time, is now at issue. Now the people got a problem with you because their quality of life is suffering, and they think you know being who you are as president or whatever, you're supposed to make sure that our quality of life doesn't diminish. But now your hands are tied. Because not only do they got their gold, they got your gold, but you can't sell nothing on the markets because they put sanctions on you. So you can't make the payments according to the contract. So now they're going to keep your gold and start selling it, which is what they want. They wanted the resources anyways. They want you to put your resources up for sale and they want to hold your gold because it's a mad rush for, you know, natural resources. That's what this whole game is about. For your stuff and the stuff in the ground from where you're from. And this is crazy, man. This this is this is crazy. And this is what happens. But moving forward, yo, let's get let's get let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I want to welcome you all to the foundation. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. You know. We've been on the foundation. It's, I think it's been over man, I always get it confused. Has it been Two years or has it been Three years But I know I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been on high frequency Been on high frequency for over three years Now It might be four years now 2017, 2016 2016, 2016 It was 2016 So it's over three years now And it's been a pleasure You know what I'm saying So back by popular demand We got credit expert Teron L And you know just before he comes in you know, um, he's having some, like I said, he's having some it, um, difficulties. My man was, you know, in transit. He was traveling to get down to, you know, be able to, you know, sit down and be calm and collected and, you know, give us what he has. But, you know, my man had some issues. So if we can't hear him or if he's got background noise or whatever, we're just going to work with the brother. He's going to work with the brother, brother. But I think I see him in the queue. So, you know, I would like y'all to welcome, give a warm welcome to Brother Teron L. Credit expert with LendersPocket.com. Uh, Teron, are you there, family? Peace. Peace, peace. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. He's loud and clear. How you doing? I'm great, man. What's the show? Can't really complain, you know. I could, we were going to listen, but it's not worth it. I'd listen. You know? I'd be like, man, that's messed up. Yeah. I'm sorry that's happening. 
So yeah, yeah I appreciate cool, you being, man. you know. Appreciate you still, you know, coming through. I know you're having um, you know, difficulties. But um yeah, you know, I cool, appreciate you being know. able to get on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thankful to be, you know, be on here again, man, and 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 being more grateful, you know, it brought me back to a point where it's like, you know, where I couldn't, maybe it would have put a, it would have put a real dent in what I had to do, you know, with these bills, if you hear high bills at one time, oh whoa, like, but you know, I'm just thankful that I can actually pay them and get get to the remedy. So you know, just kind of humble me a little bit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I know. I think I, I think I know what you mean as far as like you know um, having things come up that are unexpected, but being in a position to handle unexpected, you know, uh, fees and charges and stuff, whether it's with your car or your home or a water main or you know something like that. Is that what you're saying? Like even though it's an emergency yeah, exactly. and you have to you have to pay for the stuff, at least you got the money to do it, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's inconvenient, but you know, it's, it's, I'm trying to just be as thankful, you know, and, and, and peep the signs and everything. So getting mad about it, talking, you know, seek the remedy. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Well, yeah, I do want to extend, you know, a humble thank you for coming back on the show, man. And um, I know we kind of had some stuff worked out, but I know you on this, on the, you know. Out in public right now, so um, let's just take it a little slow, I guess, right? So yeah, yeah, we good. I guess I want to start off by like, you know, can you explain um, for everybody who's, you know, anybody who's new, you know, who you are and what your expertise is, and you know, what's your affiliation to Lenders Pocket and what Lenders Pocket does? Okay. Um, I'm Teron Hill. I am a, I wouldn't call myself a guru. I'm just, I'm deep in the studies of consumer credit and finances, you know, um, just, just getting people access to unsecured capital that they otherwise wouldn't have access to from, you know, through commercial, traditional commercial borrowing methods, I guess I would call it. Um, and that's what Lenders Pocket does. You know, I am a representative of Lenders Pocket. I have, you know, beneficial interest with that company. Uh, I'm not the owner, but, you know, I have some say-so. And, I, I mean, we're helping people get access to a lot of money. And, and more than I actually expected with some of them because of the credit squeeze. But they're getting access to unsecured capital for no, no money down, just, you know, 12% on the back end. And, and they love it. We are too. Under promise, over deliver. Okay, okay. So, you know, um, you said the, the terms um, unsecured capital. So I just wanted to, you know, um, to clarify when you, when you say unsecured capital, most of us know, but I just want to clarify that. That means getting access to money, to, you know, actual cash, currency, checks, or whatever. Um, Without having to put up collateral, like a home or a car or something, like, I don't have to. Yeah. Right, no collateral at all is what we're talking about, right? Exactly. Do whatever you want with. 
All right. So, real quick, man, out the gate, man, because I know, you know, I took, I had a lot of time doing current events for the show. So, out the gate, man, let me, let me, let me ask you a question. And, you know, Mm -hmm. this might be kind of brolic, man, and this might kind of catch you off guard. But, uh, you know, I know you know me and the audience know me. So, let's say this, man. Let's say I get, you know, um, $15,000, right? Um, Unsecured capital. And I gift it to a trust, right? Mm-hmm. Gift it, and then um, I buy a car with the trust and put the car in the trust name. And let's <laughs> let's say maybe you know um, I have problems, you know uh, I lose my job or something, and I can't pay you know the the the, the fifteen thousand dollars back. Um, Mm-hmm. What what I mean? Um, what risk does that put that car at? That's in the name of the trust. It's like they're gonna try None. to sue me. None, because it don't belong to you. You structure properly, so the money skipped, and and it doesn't have any tax implications except for the car itself, because that was a loan. Technically, you can't tax a loan. But being that it's in the car and you pay for it with unsecured capital, the car is free and clear. Now you just got a bunch of debt. It's going to put a dent in your credit score if you default on it, but they, they don't have nothing to collateralize. So you didn't go get a traditional auto loan. You took cash. So you're saying it off. If, I, if I got 15000 in unsecured credit, that's not income to me. I don't have to pay taxes on that. Exactly. And I know, you know, we don't give tax. We're not giving tax advice. We're not attorneys. This ain't no legal advice, man. I'm just having a conversation with my friend right now, and I'm asking them, exactly. you know, hypothetical questions. And I just want to put that out for the record, man. I'm having a conversation with my friend, Teron L., and this is me and my guy, and we just, you know, he just happens to be very smart, is what I'm going to say. So one more time, I'm going to go through this. Let's say I go through, uh, you know, funding and – you know, I get I get fifteen thousand dollars, which is non-taxable income because technically it's a loan, and I gift that fifteen thousand dollars to to a trust that I administer, and that trust itself purchases a a, a vehicle, purchases a car, straight out. Titles it in the name of the trust. And, you know, I lose my job or something like that. And, you know, I have the creditors um, that, you know, gave me the loan, quote, gave me the loan, looking to sue me for litigation. Um, Hypothetically speaking, to the best of your knowledge, um, there's no, there's really no, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Implications? Any binding? Any, any? 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 Yeah, I know exactly what you're asking. Any liability? Any? Uh, there you go. Is there, is there any? Is between, there any? You know, is there any? Yeah. Yeah. Is there, is there any liability? Is there any uh, possibility? Here we go. Is there any possibility that the um, vehicle that the trust purchased? can be implicated 
um, or taken. You know, they can win a, no. a judgment. Okay. And no. I say they charge. They you charge. Like, hey, I stashed it over here. It's in this trust. Here's the name. Here's the state. Here's the EIN. Like, nah, they don't even. They have no clue. You can do this with a crib, bro. You know this. I got somebody, a client right now that's doing the same exact thing. You're going to have to add another zero to that 15, but it, it happens. I'm house. not saying I would do this. Probably. I'm just saying, like, you know, this is ultimately yeah, I want to um, I want to take I want to take that, make the make the gift to the trust. The trust buys the car and then make the payments on the loan, which will continue to build, you know, my credit. You know, and now, you know, when I go back for a loan, I can get a higher amount. I can get $30,000 next time or something like that. I know that's the point. And that's what we're saying. But I do want to say, you know, worst case scenario. Yeah. If I lose my job or, you know, I get hurt and I can't do um, my business or something like that, the, the vehicle is protected. Mm-hmm. Anything okay. that was purchased that way is protected. Okay. It's more and of value um, or something, you know. And I know that's what you're asking. Yeah, it's much more how you do it. And if you do it that way, you're good to go. But if I like, you know, got a loan, got fifteen thousand, went and bought a car, put it in my name, and then couldn't pay back that loan, even though it wasn't a loan for the car, it was just a straight up unsecured capital loan. And I put it in my name and they, they you know, they um, come after me and they get a judgment against me. Then they can take that car, right? Because it's in my name, exactly. right? They can even take your house for the car if, if if you can't somehow find that vehicle and make you sell your house or whatever property you have in your name that, that's attached to your social, I'll call it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, so dirty game. Um, when it comes to you know um, going through the process, we'll lenders pocket as far as you know getting that unsecured capital. Can you kind of like go through the criteria? You know, um, of, the minimum score is, is six eighty, but preferably seven twenty and above because the the, the requirements to have a six eighty aren't high. You know, it's more so, it's not so really, really much so about the score itself. It's more, do you have two or three revolving lines of, of, of credit, meaning major credit cards, bank cards, bank credit card, bank issues like from Wells Fargo, from the city, from Bank of America. Now, that's not mandatory. You can, you can be good with a Chase or a Capital One or something. Just have even a store card like uh, Kohl's or TJ Maxx, anything revolving, anything that you can pay down every month or every time you use it and it's still there. You know, we got two of those, no uh late payments, you know, reflecting on your score. Um so like last last two no, months, last last six months, last year, like how long? No late pay- payments for you know how you long? You don't want them to be reflecting at least within the last uh twelve months, you know. But 12, they can be removed months. if they are showing up. That's minor. Um, the what else? We don't want to have any bankruptcies in the last five years. Those can be removed if they're on there. Um, the the fact you know they say it takes seven to ten. No, it doesn't. It doesn't take that long. Um, what else? You definitely 
don't want to have more than four inquiries across each bureau. Like you want to have very minimal inquiries, especially within the last 90 days. That's really what the underwriting department is looking at. We basically we know what they're what each lender is looking for, and we will go obtain capital um, with that credit file based on what what it looks like, you know, okay, well, they have this, they have that, or they're lacking that, we're not going to mess with them because they're going to want to see this, 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 and this. Or we might contact the client and say, hey, can you prove that you make this much? Can you, can you provide a, you know, uh, tax returns or, um, you know, your most recent pay stub or whatever? Um, and, and, and that's pretty much it, man. It's pretty simple because we've gotten it down to a science as far as, Okay, well you got a 730, but you're missing uh, revolving history, or you got a 740, but you had too many inquiries, you know, or you've been through credit repair and they're not showing up on your report, your report, but you have internal records with these banks, you know, and they're not going to lend you anything. But those remedies, we have remedies that remove. I'm not even going to say that. We, we, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat, I guess is what I'm saying. So a lot of people don't qualify just because of those minor things, but those are like, you know, if you enter into a, a shiny car contest and you got a little nick on your door, they got something they can remove that. You can still jump in that competition. Go for it. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Like, it, it's simple, you know. Having, a, having just no, have, being responsible on paper. What is your credit? What is your what? That's going to determine how much money you can get. You know, and of course, we'll make suggestions like, hey, make sure your address is lined up. Make sure this lines up. Don't have this and that going on on your profile. Just little nuances. It's very tedious, but taking the time, it might take a week or two for it to shoot back and post the way it's supposed to, but it's worth it because that could be the difference between, you know, twenty, thirty thousand. 30000 Easy. Because a lot of times we're not even trying to outsmart you know, we're not trying to outsmart anybody, but if it's a computer system, we'll know, okay, boom, we can outsmart this system by doing this, or we can breeze through this system by doing this, you know, and not have um, any issues. Hold on one second, bro. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So <clears throat> what the brother, you know, the brother's saying is, is, you know, 680 is minimum, of course. It depends on the profile too many inquiries with a high score, not too, not enough credit history of revolving credit um, with a with a high score, maybe even a lower lower score. It, it depends, and I know what he does there at Lenders Pocket is he looks at your specific profile, and he'll he'll just they you know he'll let you know. I know the company they have their own way of doing things, but because. Yeah. You, you know, because he's been with the company, he's able to, you know, put his hands on certain clients. Let's just say that certain clients and, and offer certain things. He's not breaking necessarily any rules, but he's definitely jumping through some extra hoops. And, you know, he does that exclusively for, you know, at this moment that I know of for, you know, um, foundation and listeners. Oh, yeah. So nobody else right now, you know, I have no incentive. Uh, you know, I know what's going on with this network, so I'll grab them. If I see 1016 in the reference number, yeah, I'm going to grab, you know. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally uh, one or two might slip through or, you know, but I'm going to eventually see it and I'm going to grab it. You know, if it goes to somebody else, I'm going to still get to it because I'm going to see it when it gets to a certain point. Now, I'm not, you're right, I'm not breaking any rules, but I'm in a position 
to be able to help some people, you know, because I'm in that position. You know, yes. I'm not trying to do anything to get, you know, kicked out, you know, but I will push the envelope for, for, for select individuals, you know. Oh, we definitely ain't trying to get you fired. From. Nah. Uh, we definitely ain't trying to get you fired. We need you to stay there. Um, so, yeah, you said 1016, and I just want to tell everybody um, that's a reference number. So if you ever go to – if you if you go to LendersPocket.com, that's uh, LendersPocket.com, and you put in, you know, an application, um, if you put in reference number 1016 or 1016, that's what he's saying. He'll grab it. He'll get his hands on it, and he'll personally um, look at the profile, get in contact with you, and let you know what he can do. So yeah, yeah. I just give you know. a real spill. Like I'm gonna see your number. If you see the company number, you know, I might if I can, then you know, I'll, I'll log into the company number, call you off that number, and, and then we'll switch over to mine. You know, whatever. Because and I certain things I can tell you that you may or may not have known just by reading that content just to make sure that, you know, you maximize your funding capacity and then we get back to your regular scheduled program with a few tips from Brother Teron to, to get you an extra little, uh, you know. Yeah, which leads into my next um, my next question I want to ask, on, you know, on behalf, of the, on behalf of the people. So let's say my credit score is tore up, man, and I know it. You know, what are some things? What are some things that maybe I should take into consideration, or maybe even be doing before I even get in contact with you, or get, or, or before I even you know, you know, um, look to do business with lenders' pocket? Having access to your three credit bureaus, you know, your three your three credit reporting agency reports from Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. Um, and thoroughly looking at what accounts are delinquent, are they private companies, are they federal student loans, or what, what are they? And you know, being prepared to at least having a, a color copy uh, of your driver's license and your social, you know, so you can send in proof of identity and, and demand what you want done with that. You know, if you want removed, if you want. Um, you know, just to freeze something real quick or, you know, you just want to freeze the secondary consumer reporting agencies where they get their information from. You know, I'm all about eliminating the threat or, or, or cutting the head off the snake, you know. Uh-huh. So yeah. that's, that's what I recommend, you know, having done prior to, you know. And really going to the – if you go into the um, – if you know your credit bust up, just go to the support. Go to support. You know, on, on Lenders Pocket, go all the way down to support and fill out the form and say, you know, um, the subject maybe uh, credit restoration 1016, and I'll see that and I'll grab it. Okay. You know, and, and, can, and we'll have to pull it outside of Lenders Pocket, so you know, it'll be a it'll be a case and I can go in there and close it. Before anybody else see it, it's, let's handle it. Let's get your credit right because we, you know, they as lenders' pockets, they don't handle they don't do credit restoration. They don't really give credit advice. So I might have somebody come through and drop a chat and be like, "Hey, we need some. We need my credit is messed up. Can you can you help me?" And it just gets forwarded to me anyway. But if you add the ten sixteen, then I know for sure where it came from. 
they're just going to tell you we don't do that. You know, we can pass your information to one of our, uh, you know, associates, affiliates, you know, and, and, and that'll get handled. And it's just going to end up with me. Okay. Okay, so, like, main thing probably is get my hands on my credit report. Yeah, you can get those from um, scores.lenderspocket.com. Scores with the S. Okay. Lenderspocket.com. I had to leave. I had to leave Pro Credit alone, man. They was they they started that funny business, and, and I was sending them so much clientele that if their credit didn't meet a certain criteria, they were already trying to push their little product in front of them and sometimes it wasn't working and I, I'm not going to have somebody paying for something that you know uh, they're not using and it was cool it may be you know 3am if I want to check my, my credit at 3am I should be able to do that I don't care about no maintenance I don't, you know or difficulty we'll be back up in two no you don't know what I'm trying to do I might need to close on a deal or something just need my report you never know so and then you know just the customer service wasn't what it was supposed to be so that one representative change my perspective and everybody who followed me and listened to me. So I'm not going to continue patronizing them after such an encounter. It's like, okay, well, I'll bounce in the however many hundred people I sent you will too. How about that? You know? Yeah. And yeah, it's a better platform. You know, we got scorecasters and all kinds of stuff. I had to negotiate. So it took me about 48 hours to, to jump on there and talk to somebody with some authority and unlock other features that normally would not be available to the same service and it's cheaper so you know okay so to to get um get my current score i go to scores at lenderspocket.com scores oh, i'm dot. sorry scores yeah, scores scores dot, dot lenderspocket.com so www.scores.lenderspocket.com. Cool. Correct. All right, so yeah, you're gonna okay, need it so, anyway. You know, to sign up, to sign up, even whether you sign up to get funding or, um, you know, want restoration, you're gonna need it. You're gonna need to have that report. You're gonna need uh, you're gonna need what? The credit report. Oh, okay. Yeah, Scores.lenderspocket.com. Yeah. Because what I happened you, is I swapped it out. You know, me and a couple other. You know, we had to swap out some some receptors in there that goes in and recognizes. Okay, username, password. Boom. What's wrong with it? You know, and then we manually review it. So, okay, if they don't match, it's not going to run through. So basically, that threw a little hiccup in, but the kink has been worked out. So now it, it, it's back to normal. You know, because people were trying to throw in pro credit credentials, and uh, but luckily it was caught. And in, in, in I, I think I stayed up to about four a.m. working on that. I got it fixed because I didn't want people signing up for something they could use, even though it was only going to charge them a dollar if they canceled it within seven days. I don't I'm down like that, so it's, it's back on deck now. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Sounds yeah. good, man. Sounds yeah. Sounds good. All right, well, um, <clears throat> I had another man. question. I, I would say, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, my bad, go ahead. No, no, finish up, finish up, go ahead, I, I got it. Um, I would say, you know, go ahead and run through, like, because people get more money than I thought they would, honestly, with this credit squeeze, and a lot of them is because, you know, of course, the, the advice, and, you know, prior to do this, boom, 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 even if it takes you extra two weeks, go ahead and do this, because 
it's not worth doing it 14 days faster and being, you know, $28,000 shorter. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. So, um, since the last show, man, you know, it's it just not to put anybody, you know, I'm going to be as vague as possible just to, for, for confidentiality, but, you know, I think all but one or two of the clients, one, I believe, maybe two, I don't remember, but that were processed since the last show came from the foundation. And the, the, that's generated, uh, I think it cracked 200000 uh a few days ago. Hmm. I don't even think I told you that, like, when we talked. I don't think I told you that, so yeah. Crack 200. Easy. Nah, I don't think I knew that. That's no, big. Not even with a business. It's all personal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's big, man. Yeah. Congrats. Congratulations, yeah. Absolutely. Appreciate that, you know. There wasn't a lot of people, so, you know, it was, what, three people, if that? Two? Two? Basically, you know. Yeah. And some in the pipeline right now, so you know I don't like to count eggs before they hatch. So they got some things they need to do first. When they come from you, I just don't want to like, hey man, how come these ten sixteens getting more money than everybody else? Hey man, they get everything before they can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. No, I get it. I get it. You know? uh, so, um, when it comes to if I wanted to do a consultation with you, um, you do consultations, right? I mean, obviously, I know the answer to this, but, the, you know, this is for the audience. Yeah, 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 definitely. A lot of times, it's best for us to both be on the, on the line because you know what I'm going to tell them, you know, in private. So, you know, your structure, man. Yeah, we got to... It's only so much I can tell somebody if they not if that's not in their forecast to get structured properly prior to or right after getting funded then we it's it's limited. You you know. It's like trying to fight with one arm behind your back. You know, I need you to put both hands up. So playing with these creditors, you might get hit with a haymaker. You need to know what to do. Hmm. Ain't no might, they gonna swing and they're gonna knock your block off if they hit if they connect. So you need to you need to be structured right. No, it's no Got hiding it. because there's nowhere else to put it. But you know. No, that okay, makes your personal sense. name. So you exactly. did right exactly. here. You, what'd you do? What'd you do with the money? Oh, uh, I don't know. Well, let's go check his personal bank account. Let's go. Well, what kind of assets does he have? What kind of cars? What kind of what? Nothing. Nathan. We got about 60 seconds left in the broadcast. We will go over for a couple minutes, but not too long. If you okay. definitely want, don't want to get cut off, you want to call in 424-222-5250. If you're listening online, once again, 424-222-5250. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, on the way out, man, before we get out of here, you know, I definitely want to say I appreciate you coming on the show. I really appreciate you coming on the show being that you're dealing with difficulties and stuff. So I'm not going to keep you. We're not going to go to the phone lines. We ain't got to do all that and none of that stuff. But, um, you know, um, I do want to say y'all want a um, consultation with Teron L. Just email us, 
here at the foundation. It's admin at welcome to the foundation.com. And um, we'll definitely get you on the line with, uh, you know, we, we'll get both of us on the line. You do it the foundation. It'll be myself and, you know, and Teron. So, yeah, you know, definitely. The, the menders pocket, it's not, they, you're not going to get hold of me. You're going to talk to somebody else, you know. You're about to tell me what's hard to me, and ain't no telling when I might get to you because they don't typically mark credit restoration as top priority because that's not what they do. So it's how, you know, it's best to get in contact prior to even doing anything with lenders pocket. Go to the site, browse, look around, see what's going on, you know, chat if somebody's online, but don't, don't, Jump straight in Hey I want consultation Because they're not gonna Know They're, they're just gonna Forge you to me And I had about two people From the last show That Luckily I was Some said go look And I'm like Hey why did, why weren't these Marked as high priority Because it, to them It's not high priority Like we doing funding Bro like They should already be straight Before they come in So I just I said hey grab them Send them to me But it's better If it happens Through the foundation Because I can kind of Walk you through you know, Before you even sign up Before you even On their radar like get you in and get you out before anybody notice that you you know your profile may be a little stronger than everybody else's and you know we don't need those problems they will eventually pick up on the pattern so I just try to get them in and get them out as fast as possible and I'll eventually share this with other people but I you know right now it's, it's about it's about y'all so got it absolutely well, yeah, I mean, um, admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. If you want to, you know, you want to do a consultation with myself and Teron L, uh, you can go to scores dot lenders dot com. If you're not sure what your score is, and then obviously, like the brother said, six eighty and up, you definitely want to go to LendersPocket.com, dot com. Put in the reference number one zero one six. And you know, see what capital you can get unsecured. I I'm highly recommend. Too, Go ahead. It, it says six eighty on there, but be at seven hundred because once some inquiries get to hitting, it's going it's going to start tugging on, it. and they might not see it until after you got the money. But you don't want to be in a rush to have to liquidate or do anything off the you know pace create waste. So you don't you know you want to have enough wiggle room to have to have a, a few hits because it's going to be different lenders. You're not going to get all that from one person unsecured, especially without proof of income. So we just going to go stack them. You know, we know what order they need to be done based on their criteria. Because you might have all the same lenders, but well, not all, because some of them are exclusive, but at the same time, you might have all of them and, and figure, oh, I can do it myself. And no, you can't. Because, you know, you're not going to get what you need because it's a specific order and way things need to be done. Um, you know, and I probably, uh, I wouldn't say messed off, you know, I would say I, it took about $9,000 to learn what order things needed to happen, you know, of my own dime. So, um, it's definitely worthwhile to, to book a consultation and know, you know, unless you're well-versed already, you already got your trust, you already got your scores up, you ready to rock and roll, you know. And it may still be beneficial to have a consultation. Just so we know what I know what's going on prior to putting you in the system, and you know, we just need to have a fair, a good understanding. Hold on. <clears throat> so you heard the brother. People, people from the foundation, 
just in the last couple of weeks or whatever have gotten funding of over $200,000. So this stuff is real. And you want to definitely have a plan. You want What are you going to do with the money? How are you going to invest it into a business? You're going to put it as a down payment on a house. I mean, how are you going to pay the loan back? And um, if you're properly structured, you don't want to, we want to deal with honor. We don't, you don't want to just burn anything because, you know, we understand karma and karmatic, um, karmic debt. So you're not trying to add nothing on, you know, your soul or anything like that from what you're doing just for some money, for some Federal Reserve notes or something. Let's be honest. Let's be serious. So, you know, sit down. What are we going to do? What do you want to invest in? What type of business are you going to do? You get into real estate. You're going to open up a restaurant. Are you going to start a small business from home and expand from there? I mean, you got to have a plan. Otherwise, you're going to put yourself in the worst position and, you know, throwing money. Anybody who doesn't change the way they look at money, um, their habits with money, and what they do with money can get any amount of money and they're going to be in the same spot, if not a worse spot. Because you give me, you give someone uh, $3 million and now um, creditors are going to see that they have, you know, we, we want to see proof of funds. So you give them a certified uh, bank statement. And they see all that money in there, they're going to extend you like, you know, millions of dollars worth of credit. But if you spend on your money and take out millions of dollars worth of loans, because you don't have the proper financial education, you're going to be in debt millions of dollars. You know, give me $3 million, it's gone. It's gone in a week. But didn't create debt with it, I guarantee it. Definitely created multi-generational wealth. And probably put a business up or two. And bought some income producing assets like property. So it's it's all about how you look at it. Insurance policies. Yes, your health is your wealth. And um, you know, tick tock, man. You don't have that how much time you got here? How much time you got left on this earth? And what do you what are you looking to accomplish? And how many excuses do you do you have running through your head? And what are you gonna do about it? So definitely hit us up. Admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. Um lenderspocket dot com. If you're looking at, you know, six eighty and up, you just wanna go through the situation, but the brother said you know, admin at welcome to the foundation.com get a consultation. So, you know, he can really get his hands on you and take care of you. But, um, yeah, and if you're looking to get your score, scores.lenderspocket.com. I mean, I think, I think, I don't know, man, you got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I think it's good for everybody to have credit monitoring so you can watch anything that's going on, you know, and see the progress or, or see what it get alerts when, when it's a lot of, it's wicked out here, man, when it comes to identity. Identity theft is extremely popular. Like, you don't think it can happen until it happens to you, so, you know. And you don't even have to have much for them to do it. Like, you know, my, my, uh, my, my I'm not going to call them that. My, um, what would I call this? Uh, my personal, uh, has no money, really. Like, he's broke, he's a bum, you know what I mean? And they still want my identity. You know, he might have like a few hundred dollars in his personal bank account just for whatever. And, you know, he's broke. And they still wanted it. So I'm saying it can happen to you. I thought that would kind of, you know, make people not even want it. Like, oh, he ain't got nothing going on. He broke, you know. Yeah, I mean. Identity theft is real. 
I mean, the the credit monitoring company got hacked, and there was a breach of over a million or five million people's credit reports. The whole report, addresses, previous addresses, creditors, all your debts, your social security numbers, your phone numbers, everything. Where your student loans are, if you got any. This stuff is out here and stays out here. So yeah, I think I think the brother's right. You definitely, you know, want to find a good credit monitoring service. So, you know, you have to deal with identity theft. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough to get through. It's tough to get fixed. And we can help with that. If you've been a victim of identity theft, definitely holler. Uh, we got something just for you. <clears throat> exactly. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, family. Once again, I feel like, you know, you're you're the most consistent regular on the show, and I do want to say thank you. Definitely want to say thank you. I appreciate you making yourself available um, through through even tumultuous situations, uh, you know, for the foundation and for the listeners of the foundation to help uplift, you know, fallen humanity and help, you know, lay relay the foundation of, you know, economics and economic understanding. So, you know, definitely thank you for coming on the show once again. And I'm sure you'll be back real soon, man. Always get a lot of inquiries when you're on. So, Oh yeah. Appreciate you, I man. Appreciate you having me. Get home safe, fam. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, and I will talk to you soon, man. Appreciate you. Likewise, man. Thank you. Peace. Peace. All right, that's it, y'all. Uh, I would like to say thank you, thank you for checking out the show. I would like to say, you know, I'm very humbled and appreciative. You know, I've been doing, I've been on high frequency for over three years. It, it's I, I can't believe it. You know, we're coming up on four years that I've been I've been you know radio show host on High Frequency Radio Network, and it's an honor. It's a blessing. It's it's humbling. It's so many different things. My life has changed in drastic ways from you know just being a radio show host on High Frequency Radio Network, and you know I've met a lot of people. I met Tehran. I met I met a lot of people, and I've even met good friends. You know, people who I consider friends by doing this. And, you know, I was just thinking today when it was coming time for me to get ready to come on to the show about how thankful I am and how appreciative I am that, you know, I'm able to associate myself with so many people on, on so many different levels trying to better themselves and better their family. And I commend y'all. You know, especially the the hardcore foundation listeners, you know, whether it's an archive listener or the live listener or whatever, you know, those of you who don't miss the show, barely miss the show. When you do miss the show, it makes you feel weird. You know, I commend y'all because we're not so different and we're all looking to better our experience and feel better about the things that we do, you know, here on this earth, on this earth plane and for those that we care about and, you know, to better our quality of life and we understand that that's through the pursuit as well as the application of knowledge and you know whenever I jump on the show and I see all those people all y'all in the switchboard you know uh, double digits triple digits and stuff in the switchboard it's like it's just it's a, it's a it's a beautiful time to be alive with so many like-minded individuals and 
you know, be able to have access to a medium such as high frequency radio network, um, such as the brother Yusuf L. And to be able to interact with, I've never even seen most of y'all, but I love y'all. And I'm thankful, very, very thankful and appreciative. And, you know, I would really like for each one of y'all to think of the things that you're thankful and appreciative for. And, you know, to hold on to those and get into the habit of being more appreciative and more critical. And, you know, it's a life-changing lifestyle and way of moving forward. So I want to say thank you to all of you from the bottom of my heart, like for real, from the top of my heart, middle, side, back, front. I appreciate y'all, man. It means a lot to me. And it means a lot to me that, you know, we're all moving for not only to be in a better situation, to be able to handle our own affairs, to be responsible, to be accountable, and to make a positive difference. So with that being said, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Get into some trustee training. Get a consultation. Business credit, personal credit, doesn't matter. Credit funding, Ron L is the expert. You know, I defer to that brother because he got me. He got me. I can't even. I can't even keep up with him when it comes to that credit stuff. And I wouldn't even try because why? I know Teron. I don't have to. So with that being said, y'all have a great week. I'll be back uh, next week, same time, and all that. Y'all enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Um, I love y'all. Peace to the gods. Doing this thing all the way live. High frequency radio.